0: Alrighty, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary Spooky Halloween, everybody. Spooky. Uh, spooky. Spooky Halloween to us all. Um, so, this is our Halloween themed episode. It is uh, dropping the day before Halloween. And uh, by the way, uh, I'm your host, Haley, and over there is my co host, Steven.
1: Hello to you, Gilded Gang
0: gilded gang what about gilded ghouls for this episode
1: Ooh, you gilded ghouls
0: the gilded ghouls <laughs> well anyways um creepy all might laugh cue it... <laughs> a little bit <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah,
1: ah. no
0: that's count that's that's, oh, the that's count.
1: right <laughs> I, I tried to recreate it and i failed miserably
0: no you made the count i did um, That's okay. A little bit of Sesame Street never hurt anybody. Nope. Um, (laughs) uh, are Are you just so ready for this Halloween? Are you so ready to learn about just the absolutely ridiculous things that you can spend money on in Halloween?
1: I am super excited, especially with the topic that I found tonight. It's bonkers, and I'm here for it.
0: I'm super glad that you were able to find something because, um, and we were discussing this a little bit off mic, but it is weirdly difficult to get Google to understand that you don't want to be looking at the same list of, like, $1,000 costumes over and over. Yes. It's like, top 15 expensive costumes that you can order today. And I'm like, most cosplayers probably spend more than that. Easily. I don't care about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks, Google, this for failing special. me. <laughs> it's, uh, it took Google a very long time to figure shit out for me, yeah. like just an absurd amount of time. But anyways, it, like, oh, I'm so excited that we're doing this because last year I um, I had to solo my episode. Well, that's not true. I brought boyfriend Garrett into the mix. Oh, that's right. I needed right. someone yeah. to react to I remember
1: to me. that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Winchester Mystery Mansion, yep. which was Delightful in every way, and I got to visit it earlier this year. And that was oh, that place is so weird, it's so weird and magical. So, I recommend if you want something spoopy to listen to besides this episode, go listen to that one. That one's pretty great. But, um, I mean, how could you not love a woman who's literally like one of the richest people in the country, but because her fortune was made off of her dead husband owning the Winchester uh rifle? Uh, like company, she's like, Hmm, all of my money is from the dead, is made off of the dead Native <laughs> Americans. <laughs> I'm probably cursed.
1: Yeah, probably. And the
0: only way to fix my curse is to go west to California and then just keep on building a house for 40 years. Never not under construction. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Uh. Oh, so good. She was so interesting. But she is not who we're talking about, because I've already gone into depth on her. She had a very attractive crew of people, though. So, seriously, her carpenters were, like, weirdly sexual? Um, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I know that's not anything that you wanted to hear, but I do have a photo of them up on the Instagram somewhere, and I think that we had a poll of, like, hey, who's the most attractive in this group? And everyone's like, hmm, I think carpenter number six is pretty good.
1: But Carpenter number six, step on down.
0: <laughs> Come meet your lovely date. <laughs> she made her millions on the backs of dead people. Ah. Yeah.
1: People in their but choices. But in any case,
0: yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. No. Um, who goes first? Is it me?
1: I believe it is you. Yes, because I went first last week.
0: Yes, you talked about Owlboy. I did.
1: Owl Boy. 아, that, owl da, boy. Da, oh <laughs> yes. How how can we forget Owlboy?
0: Owlboy. Owl Owlman. Boy? Owl, boy. owl, man. owl man. Um
1: <laughs> So yes. <laughs> so any Advisory. you're first.
0: So me first. So I can't even begin to explain how bad Googling went for me on this topic I'm so until sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I knew what I wanted, and I knew that I would get there eventually. However, except for one 45-minute documentary and a couple of approved posts, the mouse doesn't like ruining the magic be- behind Disneyland Halloween. The mouse is like, no, this is this is our secret, We're not going to tell you how much we spend on this. That would ruin everything for everyone. Except last year, and I did manage to find the documentary. Last year, they released a 45-minute documentary that explains how the transformation goes for Disneyland, parts of the Magic Kingdom in Florida, and even their Disney Cruise Line. I decided to focus on Disneyland Halloween. Ooh. Because, yes. Because... It has always been a dream of mine to go to Disney during Halloween, because Halloween is my favorite of holidays.
1: Is it really? And put,
0: it really is. Oh, my goodness. Oh. We
1: are not Halloween. super close in our friendship, because I did not know that.
0: How did you not know that? Oh, I love costumes. I, I honestly, I have to sh- uh, send you a picture of what my parents dressed up for for their Halloween party, because I absolutely get my love of Halloween from them. Okay. And my dad is 65. My mom is 62. And uh, they somehow have a more active social life than I do. That's hilarious. uh, (laughs) Yeah, and I just get a photo from them uh on saturday night and they're like we're at a party with 150 people in a live band we're dressed up like clowns and i was like what and i look and they were the scariest goddamn clowns i've ever seen in my life they were only black and white they gave my dad a ball a bald Wait, cap did you like, share that
1: photo on social media i did i saw it that is phenomenally creepy and amazing and your parents are rock stars like the
0: Those are my parents. The spooky They're kind so of rock cool. Stars.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They
0: are Halloween goals. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: So your dad gave me like a super strong Beetlejuice vibe. Like if Beetlejuice yes, was absolutely. a fucked up clown, that is what your dad was dressed as.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not
1: wrong. 100%. And like it, I had to do a double take cuz it was just I was like scrolling and scrolling and then and scrolling, scroll, and then oh, wait, go back, go back, go back. What the Oh Nice
0: <laughs> Yeah, apparently my parents used to throw like actual Ragers for Halloween <laughs> up until like my brother and I were born.
1: Nuts. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: So anyways, it's my favorite holiday because like I love dressing up, but also like I love I'm not like a horror fan, but I love fall and autumn and all of those good things that come with Halloween. Yeah. And just like, yeah, it's I don't know. It just makes my heart so like I literally trick or treated until my last year of high school because I wasn't willing to give it up. Um, Ow. and I did, I did have friends go out with me, so Ow. I wasn't like a loser going by myself. Um,
1: <laughs> but let's be honest, you would have probably, I would
0: have, but I would have been sad.
1: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I can just imagine like you poor little Haley all alone. Like it's like trick or treat and like open the door and it's my high school kid. It's like, yeah, oh. to just
0: a single high school kid dressed up like Harley Quinn. Like,
1: <laughs> Yes. Harley
0: Quinn and I mean the original Harley Quinn. I wore like the 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 true clown outfit yeah. with the with the jester hat.
1: Nice.
0: That was one of my favorites.
1: Not the not the smexy. Um,
0: no, no. That what's her name pulls it no. off. No, she didn't. She didn't exist yet yeah, in high school. It's true. The smexy did not exist. Only only the jester version. Yes. We are horribly off topic. We are and uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get...
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so Gilded sorry, ghouls. Gilded Ghouls. <laughs> yeah, let's, okay. let's get back on track. Here we go.
0: Disneyland. And I have a lot written here, so we're going to have to breeze through some of this, because uh, otherwise this is going to be the world's longest goddamn episode. Perfect. Okay. Disneyland. Disneyland. They transform from their standard fare into, like, the spooktacular Wonderland quite literally overnight. Jeez. So... From the moment that the last guest leaves the park the night before their Halloween theme begins is when a few hundred workers start burning the midnight oil to change the whole park head to toe. They have from 11 p.m. until daylight to get it changed. They have seven hours to decorate the park. And so Are they like
1: challenge accepted.
0: Yeah, usually it begins sometime in the first week of September. Uh, 2019's Halloween start date was September 6th, and it ends on October 1st, and then that's when they transition over into a Christmas theme. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's just really quickly as a whole, let's talk about how much it costs to run Disneyland for one day. According to an article called GoBankingRates.com, there's supposedly a bank website, so we're just going to go ahead and trust the numbers sure. they throwing sounds
1: out. Sure, sounds legit. Uh, yeah.
0: Right? <coughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh. But according to them, uh, it costs $3.25 million to run Disneyland for one day.
1: That's that's money.
0: That's money. And that's only Disneyland. That's not any of the other Disney parks included. Right. That's just Disneyland. Um so, on any single day, there could be between 3,000 and 6,000 cast members working Disneyland, depending on the season. So, probably Halloween season, you're closer to the 6,000 members a day.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Um, so, that's a that's a lot of cast members to keep paid and yeah. fed and blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it apparently costs more than a third of the 3.25 mil to keep all 541 acres of Disneyland perfectly landscaped each day. Oh, my God. I would love to know if that's just an average number that they somehow, like, took from the overall landscaping budget in the year. Because, like, I can't even imagine that $1.69 goes into landscaping each day. Right. Because I'm a landscape designer. I wish my projects had budgets like that. Like, it's it's intense for us to get a project that has... A million dollars as a budget. And we're like, oh my god, we can use the nice pavers. Like...
1: <laughs> oh, we can splurge.
0: We can spec the nice things. And they'll say yes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah value engineering. It uh, breaks the hearts of everyone everywhere. I'm sure. Um, yeah, but... Anyways, uh, and then last but not least, uh, you know, the lovely fireworks display that happens as the park is closing each night.
1: Oh, yes, I can only imagine.
0: Yeah, I guess how much that costs.
1: Oh, my gosh. Is it in the millions?
0: Uh, Surprisingly not. It's actually much lower than I had anticipated, but it definitely adds up considering that they are open 365 days a year. Mm, mm, Maybe
1: 80,000 a day.
0: Fifty thousand a day.
1: Ooh, okay,
0: all right. So fifty thousand for just one fireworks display, though. Jeez, yeah, that's money.
1: So, <laughs> that's yeah, money. Yeah, that's
0: that's money. So, anyways, that's just normal Disneyland, not Halloween themed. Let's get into the spooky, scary Halloween at Disneyland. All right. Uh, yeah. So, pretty much all of my information comes from the forty-five minute documentary called "Decorating Disney Halloween Magic." Uh, it was aired by ABC Family. And I think they have a new name now. I think it's Freeform, but I don't have cable, so I don't remember. I, yeah. um, but anyways, because it it was aired as like a family-friendly, like, ooh, just a little insight sort of thing, they don't get into the dirty financial details of it all, which is sad. But just going into the sheer scope of everything that they are installing in one night you can probably wager that it's just expensive as all goddamn get out.
1: Oh, yeah. Easily.
0: Yeah. So let's first talk about the Mickey pumpkin that greets you as you enter the park uh, right onto Main Street. So let me go ahead and send you a picture of our boy here. I'm sure you've seen a picture of him at some point because, like, he's the icon. Um, he's the big boy.
1: Ooh, he's so big.
0: He's so big. He's so cute. He's smack dab in the middle of, or not the middle, but like the very front of Main Street in Disneyland. So you basically walk through the tunnel and bada bang, bada boom, there he is. There he is,
1: smiling happy at you.
0: He's so happy. Um, So anyways, starting in the summertime, every single pumpkin on Main Street is washed and then some are repainted. But the Mickey pumpkin is repainted Every single year, so <laughs> they they make sure that he looks spick and span. Yeah. Guess how much he weighs?
1: Three point two tons.
0: A little high, little high. He weighs thirty four hundred pounds. Okay. So he's a chunky pumpkin. He's a
1: super chunky pumpkin.
0: He's 12 feet high and 14 feet wide.
1: That's a pumpkin.
0: That's a pumpkin. Can you imagine? I mean, one seed for a gigantic pumpkin, as we learned in the fun fact last week, is like $1,500. And if he was a real pumpkin, Mickey Pumpkin would cost just an asinine amount.
1: Yeah, a banana balls amount.
0: Just a banana balls. I'm sure that even just as his own, I don't know what he's made out of, plastic self he's worth just a gross amount of money um so they have to transport this goddamn pumpkin all the way from backstage at it's a small world which is at the very back of the park like as far back as you could go and then get his 34 pound uh, 3,400 pound butt all the way to the front of main street And, uh, the lady who has to drive him is driving in her, like, little forklift thing backwards because it's the only way that she can go because she has to keep an eye on the Mickey and make sure he doesn't fall over. And, uh, so sometimes her little wheels will get stuck in the trolley tracks as they're going down Main Street and she has to, like, maneuver her way out. And, like, you could watch in the documentary and the entire time I was just aghast, like, this woman is the most talented driver I've ever seen. right. Mm -hmm. and so and then they have to lift him way up in the air and then install him onto his platform and then they have to completely decorate his base with pumpkins and then plant the planting bed with flowers it's very complicated Mm. and it's just he's so much he's such a big pumpkin and that's just one thing so anyways moving forward Next on our Disney Halloween expedition is the one place that you would assume wouldn't change at all for Halloween because it's oozing the spooky spirit the whole year round. Can you guess?
1: Oh, um, not the Tower of Terror.
0: No, but that does get that does get affected.
1: Um, tell me.
0: It's the Haunted Mansion.
1: That was actually what I was gonna say, but I was like, no, the Haunted Mansion. I don't think there's a Haunted Mansion in Disney. That was actually literally in my brain. But okay, cool. Haunted Mansion.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it's the Haunted Mansion. So, anyways, uh quick fun facts about the Haunted Mansion is that it took 15 years of planning to get it right. Uh, Walt Disney never saw it open. Uh, it finally opened in 1969. Oh wow. It has been running since. Um, And on an extra spooky note, I learned today listening to a podcast that the man who designed all of the special effects for the Haunted Mansion, his name is Gail Gracie, was murdered in 1983. And that case has gone unsolved. So that's some extra spook for the Haunted Mansion. Oh my God! God rest this man's soul. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had no idea. (sighs) Right?
0: Yeah, he has his own gravestone as, like, a reference to him in the Haunted Mansion, and so do a lot of the workers in there, but then you realize that Yale Gracie was murdered, and you're like, oh, oh that's worse.
1: Oh, that's, like, on the nose. That's, like, that, uh, that's a little borderline morbid.
0: Yeah, but I'm sure that they installed it before he yeah, was murdered. Yeah, for
1: sure, murdered. but now going in there with that information, it just changes the whole scheme of things.
0: A little bit, Yeah. So anyways, Haunted Mansion, if you haven't been on it, it's in the New Orleans quarter of Disneyland, and it's just this big, beautiful New Orleans-style mansion, and it's absolutely gorgeous with, like, the wrought iron buildings, and you're going through um, the garden to get into the building, and it's so pretty, and they have, like, gravestones everywhere, and all the gravestones have, like, little funny written things on them, but anyways, um, so Yell Gracie. Uh, I want to send you a picture of him and uh, him working on the animatronics because I, like, I had never really seen this photo of him before and I didn't realize that the animatronics for the Haunted Mansion really were, like, this weird clear plastic and, like, he specifically created them so they look like these see-through, like, ghosts and now I just feel really bad that this man was murdered because, like they spent so much time and effort and money getting it right because like they wanted the haunted mansion open for opening day when Disneyland was opened in the fifties, but like they just didn't have the know-how or the technology and this dude figured it out.
1: Crazy. I mean, uh, I mean, just think about the technology back then, especially I'm just looking at this picture, looking at this ghostly guy. It's amazing. It is so cool.
0: The skill work is just phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. So anyways, um, you have that cool guy to thank for everything. However, you'd think that this one, the very spookiest place in the entirety of Disneyland would stay the same for Halloween because it is the epitome of like the spooky Halloween spirit. No, not at all. They, um, since 2001, they have been giving it a spooky Christmas makeover for the holidays, and it becomes home to the Nightmare Before Christmas characters.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. I personally don't know how I feel about this, because, like, the Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides, and I love it as it is, but I've never seen it as, as the Nightmare Before Christmas, and part of me feels like, you couldn't have put Nightmare Before Christmas somewhere else? You didn't have to take over the one ride that's already spooky. Um... But I digress. Uh, The whole ride is absolutely redone. And uh, because the Christmas part of it is, you know, there, it stays decorated like that through Christmas and New Year's. So for roughly five months out of the year, it is Nightmare Before Christmas, like, themed. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. So the ballroom portion, the really, really cool thing, though, and the absolutely, like, outlandishly, I'm sure expensive and insane thing that they do for the, the nightmare before Christmas takeover thing though, is um, the ballroom portion of the ride gets a huge gingerbread house centerpiece in the middle of the dining table. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so anyways, gingerbread house centerpiece middle of the dining table. It's real gingerbread. It's, it's a different design every single year. The bakery takes over and they have to come up with something like new and innovative. They've been doing it for 19 years. Right. Like, um, how does it not go moldy, Stephen? I don't know. Is it real gingerbread? It's literally real gingerbread. Oh, I don't know. It sounds so delicious. (laughs) It sounds delicious, but also guess how much gingerbread they use. Pounds of it? They use pounds of it, Steven. Pounds of pounds? They use 100 pounds? Wait, 150 pounds of gingerbread.
1: Oh, that sounds. That's a gingerbread.
0: (laughs) That's a gingerbread. Can you guess how long it took them to make?
1: Three months and two weeks.
0: It took them actually about a month, but they did have a dozen workers working on it.
1: Only a dozen? Hmm.
0: That's safe. That's a lot for them.
1: Ooh, that's, that's a gingerbread. That's amazing. And it's real. Yeah,
0: it's super cool. Explain what you're looking at.
1: Cool. So I'm looking at kind of the interior ballroom of the Haunted Mansion. And on the left side of the picture, there's like a spoopy looking Christmas tree. It's all withered, and there's no leaves. And there's like lights and presents, and on. and then there's it looks like a like a landing, then maybe a stairwell. I don't know, maybe. Um, but on the right-hand side, it's like picture picture in your mind's eye, uh, Gilded Ghouls, um, like a Tim Burton-esque house. So kind of tall, kind of leaning. Um, kind of for forebo- for foreboding looking, but it's a Christmasy gingerbread house that still looks like it came straight from a Tim Burton movie.
0: And it's got a giant spider on top. And oh, it's I see gonna... the spider now.
1: Oh, I see it. Oh, ooh, yes, there's the spider. And it's see got a, it? it's got a Christmas tree on its belly.
0: Yeah. Is very cool. It's so it's it's like it, it's a it really and truly is the perfect mashup between yeah, Halloween it's and cool. Christmas. Yeah,
1: it's 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 cool.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, somehow they end up moving the whole thing from the bakery across the park and into like a secret door into the bottom. Like they have to move it all as one whole piece. And then they move it into the ballroom. They set it up. And then once it's finally in position, that's when they put the finishing touches on it. But the whole thing ends up weighing about 500 pounds total. Because Jesus. it's usually it's usually animatronic. And it's moving around.
1: That's a gingerbread.
0: That's a gingerbread. Oh my goodness. So like... At the bottom of this photo, you can see that the, the, like, base of the gingerbread house is, like, spiky and cracked as though, like, the entire foundation has been, like, ripped off its hinges. Yeah. That's where this particular piece, like, it moves up like the house is about to eat you. It's literally that movie Monster House.
1: <gasps> but with a gingerbread house? <laughs>
0: but with gingerbread. Oh,
1: my gosh. That's amazing.
0: I want to know how it doesn't fall apart. Royal icing is strong, but it's not that strong. Mm. Do you they, think they have to go in and touch it up every night?
1: They probably do. I would say they probably have to touch it up, or they have some sort of probably of their own making too. Some sort of protective coating, like sealant. That's that's not like harmful <gasps> to it. That they probably like spray over it to protect it. I would imagine there's got to be some sort of protective thing. If not, there
0: has to be. But also the fact that this is all edible, and I really want to know what happens to it afterwards. Like, does it become? nasty? Do they eat it afterwards? Oh, I probably what wouldn't
1: ha- eat it. Oh, no. I, it pro- no,
0: that's like if you took your gingerbread house from Christmas, left it out for six months, and then decided, yeah, I'll eat that gumdrop. No. No. No, you will not.
1: No. No. Actually, I've never made a gingerbread house. Side note.
0: What?
1: Oh, Steven. I know. Shame on me. I know. But I have never, never, never 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 made a gingerbread house it's sad
0: Steven I used to my mom my mom being the wonderful homemaker that she is would hand make gingerbread houses like she had her own template and everything that was laminated And she'd break that out, and she'd make like seven or eight gingerbread houses, and she would have me and my brother invite over friends who had never made gingerbread houses before. And so that was every year we would make gingerbread houses. And let me tell you, Necco wafers are the best for house roof shingles.
1: I believe it. Yeah.
0: But anyways, this this hurts my soul a little bit, but this is also very Christmas-themed. And we'll discuss this... At a later date, probably in December. Yeah. I love you. You're the worst. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So, uh, to kind of finish up what I'm talking about with the uh, Haunted Mansion gingerbread house, is that in the documentary, you get to meet the head baker, who's kind of in charge of overseeing all of the... um, uh, I think all of the baked goods, but he especially likes doing the gingerbread house. And so like when they were putting the shingles on, he's like, oh, they're coffin shaped. That's amazing. And then he'd be like, put them on higgledy-piggledy. And I'm like, oh, you're adorable. And his name is Carlos and I really like him. And he told a really cute story about how he always does a icing hidden Mickey somewhere on the gingerbread house and then Ooh. has his two daughters come to come to Disneyland on Halloween and then they always go to the haunted mansion and his oldest child always ends up seeing the hidden Mickey and he's like I don't know how she finds it every year but I love her <laughs> and now she's going to baking school to follow in my footsteps and yeah. I'm like well that's the cutest friggin story I've ever heard okay um, and then let's see I'm I'm hitting the tail end of everything so everyone just take a deep breath we're getting there um <gasps> <sighs> so finally, I just want to tell everyone that in the just seven hours that the whole park is decorated with fall garlands on every building, and they have to be perfect. Yet they can't have like anything, um, like fallen off weird or anything like that.
1: Of course, naturally,
0: uh, yeah, it's so Disney. It's got
1: to be perfect.
0: Exactly. Um, They have fall themed wreaths with light up Mickey heads that are like pumpkin heads in the middle of the wreaths on every single lamppost. They have like these huge decorated carved like pumpkin pile statues and like they have pumpkin scarecrows and literally whole trucks of flowers are brought in to rip out and replant every single planting bed with fall-colored flowers, they rip out every single planting bed. That's so many planting beds. Is
1: this just Magic Kingdom, or is it...
0: This is just Disneyland.
1: Oh, just Disneyland. Oh, that's right. Dis- Magic Kingdom, that's Disney World.
0: Magic Kingdom's the one in Florida. Disneyland's the one in Anaheim.
1: Got it. Got it, got it, got yeah. got it.
0: But they But they are doing the exact same thing in the Magic Kingdom, and on their cruise ships. And the cruise ships only have two hours to do it, because they've only got a two-hour turnover until their next guests arrive. Oh, jeez.
1: Right? That's insane! That's bananas.
0: Like, these people better be making the most amount of money to, like, show up and do, like, a set build in two hours. But... Again, I digress. I get way too into this. This is like I don't have any money numbers, but just like the sheer insanity of it all. I'm like, I know they're spending just an asinine amount of money. I know they're investing like Millions. months of time and effort and money to get like uh Yeah. I
1: mean it's gotta I be just, it's, it's gotta be an insane amount. It's gotta be
0: uh because they're also like their dancers are doing choreographed for like the parade everything is choreographed uh months in advance they've all got to get their costumes the makeup the props the it's just it's just everything it's just everything oh and last but not least um california adventure is also decorated and california adventure is where cars land is and that's relatively new installation in the parks is is the world of cars you know lightning mcqueen and yeah. and all them so anyways everything is transformed including cars land which is transformed to be like everything that like how would a car decorate for Halloween? So they have like traffic cones and shit all like as cars? Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. But the the actual Cars characters do drive around Cars land. So like all of a sudden you'll be walking and then you're like, oh my God, Lightning McQueen is behind me. And it's literally like a life-size car, but he's got the eyeballs and everything. And he's a little bit scary. But they,
1: the the actual
0: Cars characters, are transformed and wearing Halloween costumes for the entire Halloween thing. And the fire engine in specific, I don't remember what his name is, and they say it in the documentary, and I'm sure in the Cars movies. But the fire engine is wearing a clown outfit, and apparently they had to sew together 70 blue clown wigs to like make a wig that was large enough for the fire engine to actually wear.
1: Oh my gosh, that's terrifying! It's terrifying. It's absolutely
0: horrifying.
1: I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for everyone who's confused, I just sent I just sent Stephen a photo of what the fire engine looks like, and he just has like sad clown makeup on, and then like the the classic like fluffy, lumpy, blue clown wig hair, and then he's, like, wearing the green bowler hat with the flower sticking out of it. But it's the fact that it's sad clown makeup, I think.
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it's disturbing, and I'm going to see that in my nightmares.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Spooky Halloween, everybody. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So that's it. That's everything that I have for you. Shall we take a visit over to uh chump change?
1: we can um but in preparation for this, I do not have a a um a thing uh, for chump change i don't I don't have okay. a penny for chump change so That's if okay. you do i do
0: okay chump change what I have is not a It's not a fact, really It's, um It's more of a story that someone Had Printed (laughs) Or it's more of a story That someone for The city of Rancho Cucamonga Or rather the neighborhood of Rancho Cucamonga In, uh, California Which is apparently a very affluent neighborhood (laughs) Someone posted this And it went viral and it's a woman who posted on the, her, her Facebook neighborhood watch. Uh, she, this woman goes, PSA. Halloween is officially four weeks away, and I was hoping to catch you all before you make your candy selections. Over the last three Halloweens, I've noticed candy stock has become more and more diluted with cheap candy. I don't know if this trend is the result of the higher bills, or even the new constructions, but cheap candy has somehow infiltrated our community for Halloween, and it has to stop. Oh boy. Dumdums, Smarties, and Jolly Ranchers may be suitable for Ontario, Fontana, and even Montclair, but not here in Rancho Cucamonga. We are an affluent neighborhood, and this status should be reflected in our candy provisions for Halloween. Oh Standard gosh. full or king-sized candy is the bar, pun intended, we set for our community on Halloween. If you purchase the fun size, you don't need to return them. Just keep in mind that four to six of those fun size bars Equate to a standard size bar when you dole out that candy to trick-or-treaters. And please, for God's sake, leave those peep candies alone. <laughs> no one, and I mean no one, wants those terrible marshmallow tragedies. <laughs> for the elderly who hand out coins, unless you plan on throwing some quarters into the mix... Stop peddling your pennies.
1: <laughs> uh, stop peddling your pennies. Uh.
0: Stop peddling your pennies, and goddamn, I cannot read the rest of. Oh, here we go. Stop peddling your pennies and step up your game this Halloween. It's a calculated loss to the trick or treaters after you adjust for inflation. <laughs>
1: And the opportunity cost
0: they could have received elsewhere if they had just skipped your house. End rant.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So that was...
1: My gosh.
0: So that went viral, and I found that a few weeks ago. And I knew that it had to be one of the factoids because it was just so stupid and i think that it just perfectly embodied everything that are like the dumbass rich people on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people and are And i just love that you can tell she was absolutely 100% serious the entire time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That that is <laughs> i don't even have words. I don't even have words for people like that. People who are so serious about the dumbest shit. I just I have no words.
0: The only thing that I can say is like, don't pass out the like styrofoam candy peanut thing, like the weird circus peanut. Nobody wants that. But everything else is pretty much fair game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm not, <sighs> a, I'm not a huge fan of circus peanuts. Never have been. My dad. Just no eat those one is all a fan time. of circus
0: peanuts. Oh, no. Literally, no one. Oh, uh,
1: My dad. My dad could eat those all day long, and they're disgusting. Are you-
0: Kidding me? There's no. someone in this world who likes them?
1: No, no, not likes. Haley, change that like to love. Oh no, <laughs> that is my father. I mean, thankfully he doesn't. He doesn't need him. He doesn't need a whole lot of sweets as much anymore now. But yeah, he. Oh my goodness, I remember as a kid, anytime we would go into like this locally owned family drugstore, you know, they would have that wall of like random ass candy, candy. Yeah and um there'd be the you know the, the baked beans candy and there would mm-hmm, be the mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. yeah he would always pick up he's like yeah let me get oh kids you want some candy and we're thinking like ooh snickers oh reeses he's like yeah let's get some
0: circus peanuts guys and we're like <laughs> no dad did you grow up in the depression when the only candy they had was sadness <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, because no one likes sadness candy.
0: And that's exactly what circus penis should be renamed to.
1: Ah, uh, wait. Wait, Haley, I got it. Maybe that's why sad clowns are sad clowns, because sad clowns eat sad candy.
0: Oh no.
1: <laughs> sad clowns and sad candy, people. Sad clowns and sad candy.
0: Quick, someone give this sad clown a Snickers. Uh, Throw him an almond joy.
1: Uh, no, because he has no joy and the rest of the people are just snickering at him. Anyways, no. I'm done. No. No. no, 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 I don't like it. No, I take it back. I tried too, I tried too hard and I failed. I reached. Too, I, I was Icarus and I flew too close to the sun and now i I don't burning. think
0: you did. I think that was just perfect.
1: Uh, mm, I don't know.
0: Okay, uh, chump chum change concluded.
1: Da-da-da-da-ding, ching-ching-ching-ching. No, that, that sounded racist. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Can we edit that out? Because that was terrible. I didn't mean that.
0: Well, not <laughs> that you're asking, you know I can't. <laughs> I know you were trying to do, like, the clinking of exactly. coins, but... Uh...
1: I just ended up making a really racist sound. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Ugh. What's
0: worse is you combine two different sorts of racism. You went, with, you went with Ching, which automatically is just bad. And then at the same time, you were singing the Deliverance banjo, like dueling banjos. Yeah, I know.
1: It was terrible. I
0: regret it. I regret life.
1: I regret life. I regret it all.
0: Well, how about you stop regretting life and you tell me about your wonderful topic?
1: Switching gears to Spoopy.
0: Ooh, Spoopy Engaged.
1: So one of my one of my absolute favorite gaming moments of all time, and it was a game that was that it was published within recent years. Is um, and it kind of furthered my love of them now. And I would never visit them. I, I don't think I could ever force myself to go and tour one of these things. But I love the aesthetics and the, and the idea of it because I used to really, really hate scary things growing up. Mm-hmm. But ever since I married Shelley, and and for all you gilded ghouls, uh, my wife loves scary things, scary movies, like being scared. Like she loves it.
0: I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, and she and she got me on board pretty quick, um, but. Anyways, there is a mission. I believe it's either in the first or second Dishonored game. I don't know if you ever played that, or if Garrett ever played that, um, played those games. Garrett Dis-
0: probably has. I never have.
1: Right. So um, the setting of Dishonored is like, ni- so like 18th century. Think of like 18th century England, but like with a huge kind of very dystopian steampunk feel to the whole entire oh, okay. game. Um, you know there's like you know there's plague rats there's you know sewer water everywhere you know there's it's it's very it's that really kind of a downtrodden very melancholy
0: i could get into that
1: eerie type of setting yeah really really cool well there is a excuse me there was a mission where you i had to infiltrate a kind of like this dilapidated insane asylum and it was super super creepy Um, Of course, there's guards, and then there's, like, crazy inmates and stuff. And, like, I love insane asylums. I love the histories of them.
0: Oh, they're bananas. I'm right there with you. I
1: love scary stories about them. Um, Obviously, I'm a huge Batman fan. I love Arkham Asylum, you know, but that's, you know, that's more comic-y. But I love, I love the idea of, like, spending the night in, like... They're the
0: perfect scary place. They are. They're just...
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, they, they are. They're, they're the perfect creepy, like, because they're the perfect mixture of, like, almost real enough, like, because it, it's tangible. It's not, like, ghosts or ghouls, um, but my topic tonight has to deal with a very spoopy place that what became an insane asylum that essentially became haunted, but somebody bought a bunch of money for. And it's crazy. So let me dive right in. Let me uh, go ahead and dig right in. Ch- ch- ch. As I, I can dig, dig in a grave. Anyways. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Ear. Go ahead,
0: Grave Digger. I am all ears.
1: So this place is actually known as, not since it was bought recently, but before that, it was known as one of the most illegal places one could ever visit or attempt to visit. What? This is a place called Paveglia Island, just off the coast of northern Italy near Venice.
0: I've heard of this place, but I don't know very much about it.
1: So, Paveglia, there's a lot of tragic events that um, go into kind of the history of this island, and there's kind of a a checklist of like some of the most top scariest and terrifying things about this island, and we're going to run through them really, really fast. So, during the Roman Empire... This particular island was used to house victims of the black plague, so the black death. Mm-hmm. In order to protect the rest of the country, they forced the inflicted people to live and essentially die in isolation. No help came to them. They didn't give them medicine. They just essentially, you know, concentration camped these plague and you know, these plague-infected people onto this island to live out the rest of their days and die. Dude. Um so when the when the medieval era came around when the plague returned and it killed off nearly two-thirds of Europe's population. Paveglia was again called upon to take in the sick and the dying. Dead bodies quickly began to overcrowd the island and thousands were dumped into these common graves. And in many cases, the bodies, they even burned the bodies because they were just so afraid of the plague coming back. So kind of understandable.
0: Them, I feel, is better than letting their their nasty hobo juices like leaking into your tap water.
1: Yes. Um but it it got so bad and so like the fear of the plague that a lot of Italians, like family members, friends, or whatever, if they even showed signs of being like sick at all, they just shipped them off to the island. Oh. And a lot of those people later found that they weren't inflected with the plague at all. They were just sick, and they were. Oh no! They were sent there to die, and then they were dragged, and do- and dumped atop piles of rotting corpses.
0: Oh no! Basically, like, if you weren't dying the moment you went to there, you were. You, yep, that was a death sentence. You were dead.
1: Yeah. Um, so another fun fact is that the soil is to this day completely rotten. 50% of all of the island soil is composed of human ash.
0: <gasps> 50%?
1: Over half of the soil on the entire island is human ash from how all were the burned they... bodies.
0: Oh my god, I was going to ask how were they able to even like dig graves that large? It didn't make any sense to me because like feels like you'd run out of space because it's a tiny island
1: so i have a picture of one of the mass graves that they dug are you ready for
0: oh no yeah oh no bouncer okay if anyone is squeamish about bones maybe don't look at this picture when i put it on instagram yeah but in any case it's it's like Content warning, even if you didn't want to hear about it. Um, Yeah. So basically, really long, like, rectangular tunnel. And it's just, it looks, it's black and white, and it just looks like sticks just piled on top of each other. It literally looks like someone was going to, like, make just the world's crappiest bonfire, and it all fell over into, like, just a big pile of sticks, but those yeah. are not sticks. No, not oh, at no. all. Those aren't sticks.
1: So moving forward, so years and years and years later, in 1922, they established a mental hospital.
0: Yeah, go to go to the go to the death island. Yeah, it'll be great, honey. You're gonna get taken care of there.
1: So, I just sent you a picture of the. Uh, the 1922 asylum that was opened on pveglia island
0: why does it have a princess tower
1: (laughs) we'll get there
0: oh no the princess tower has weight
1: uh yeah it does okay so opening in 1922 um in this one article it says few people were were very surprised when a mental hospital was opened on pveglia island in 1922 However, the arrival of droves of mentally disturbed patients to the island only served to enrich the legend of it being a horrible place to avoid. The yeah. ice, is- the isolation, and privacy offered by the island also allowed for disreputable scientists and doctors to do as they pleased
0: to their oh, patients. Oh, this is this is a bad place, Stephen. This is a bad place where people are going to be doing some bad things to sick people.
1: Oh, oh. Oh, buckle up. Get ready.
0: Oh, no.
1: Reports of widespread abuse and heinous experiments begin to float back to the mainland, bringing with them the screams of the tortured souls trapped there. The legend tells of a particularly demented doctor who worked at the island's mental hospital in the earliest 20th century. And I'm uploading another picture to show you one of their kind of uh, laboratories. <gasps>
0: Oh, I really hope that's after years of decay and not what it looked like during its heyday.
1: Yeah, that's a recent that's a that's a recent photo of its yeah, of its decay. Okay, Um, so
0: what I'm what I'm staring at right now is it's like an all white tiled room that has it looks like a bomb went off. It looks like it hasn't been touched since the 1920s. It looks like it hasn't been touched since earlier than the 1920s. There's just mold everywhere and the floor is covered in dust and like everything is just like rusty and nasty and it just even even if it were sterile i would not have been comfortable in this room because it's just like all white tile and i'm like what are you expecting to scrub off of these walls like
1: exactly (laughs) so this particular doctor he believed and of course um in some cases in some medicinal cases today these procedures are performed safely but then uh, this doctor believed that lobotomies were a particularly great way to treat and cure mental illnesses so yeah he, that
0: was that was popular in the 20s
1: yep so he performed lobotomies on numerous patients against their will yeah he devised a device that essentially cut the top of, a cr- of the cranium off of the head and had a small drill That would go inside and drill into the brain and then scramble it.
0: Oh, oh no.
1: And he used hammers, chisels, drills with no anesthesia. Ah,
0: But anesthesia existed in the 20s.
1: He didn't use it and he never washed it from patient to patient because he didn't have any desire or concern for sanitation.
0: Oh, dude, come on. We learned about this shit in like the late 1800s. You have no excuse. The moment he, past year came into the picture, we started understanding this. Mm-hmm.
1: He actually, and the experiments were so dark and terrible that they were not recorded because the nurses who worked with this particular individual could not speak of it. Well, he, sa- he, saved yeah. his dar- he saved his darkest experiments for special patients, and that's special in quotes. Ugh. Whom he took to the hospital's bell tower. Oh, no. Whatever he did in there, the nurses recalled that the screams from those being tortured could be heard from one end to the other of the island. Oh, no. So, according to the story, the doctor began to suffer his own mental torture. Is anybody fucking surprised about that? I'm not.
0: No, he's a goddamn psychopath. He had something wrong with his brain.
1: Eventually, he lost his mind and climbed to the very tippy-top of the bell tower and flung himself to his death below.
0: Is it wrong that I'm glad he died?
1: The legend of that says that some say that he was actually pushed.
0: He would by, have deserved it.
1: By ghost of his former patients.
0: Yeah, he would have deserved that.
1: A nurse witnessed his fall. And she claimed that he initially survived, but that this ghostly mist overcame his body and choked him to death.
0: Talk shit, get hit. He deserves it.
1: So, moving forward um, to 1968. Oh boy. People believe, and people that, um, and that was actually with the, la- so this is in the 1920s. The hospital still stayed open till 1968 that was when it closed down.
0: What? It stayed open until almost for, the 70s.
1: Yes. Yes. For for almost 50 years. It was in It was in the works.
0: That's I really hope that there weren't crazy lobotomies and everything happening for like the 40 years afterwards. Oh, great. Stephen! what did you just send me a creepy hallway with plants growing in it? This is bad. I don't like that.
1: The torture rooms.
0: Oh, great. Care to explain them.
1: So long hallway, it's overgrown with vines. And actually here is another picture to show you one of the bedrooms So essentially, this is a long hallway with several rooms with just a very simple bed. And in these rooms, they performed certain and various procedures on the psychiatric patients that comfortably lived aboard the hellhole.
0: Yeah, comfortably, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) So people today say that visiting the island, because the island's open now, it's it's no longer illegal because of, well, the kind of the, the end cap to this story. Um, but people say that they can still hear hear screams upon the island. And people Yeah, hear... there's
0: a lot of really bad juju on that island, like a lot of bad juju on that island.
1: Yeah, people have actually reported that there are entities that have been said to push visitors into the walls or even chase them down corridors.
0: I would not go on that island if you paid me.
1: So um, they actually brought a group of psychics to the island and that the psychics claimed that, uh, that there was an energy that can be described so malignant that even the most accomplished psychics and psychiatrists and paranormal experts refused to ever return back to the island.
0: Okay, well, if the, if the crackpot ghost experts say no, I'm pretty sure I'm saying no. We say no to the private island filled with plague bones and can't grow anything because 50% of its soil is ash. And also there were torture rooms and a bell tower for torture. Bad juju.
1: So getting close to the end, um, there's kind of a final end cap to the doctor uh, who did a lobotomy story. He mm. said that uh, one way or another, he fell to his death. And that locals to this day claim that the doctor spirit is still in the tower and will never leave. And that on a very, very quiet night, if you listen, you can hear the bells ringing softly.
0: Can we exorcise him out of the tower? I don't think he deserves to live on that island.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... um.
0: Hopefully he's at least getting like messed up by the other ghosts every day. I want him to be in a special kind of hell.
1: Um. So. So yeah, what's
0: the rich portion of this story, Steven?
1: So, before the very, very rich person bought this island, a family had decided to purchase the island, intending to raise it down and to build a private holiday home there. Super ballsy. I've got to I got to respect the balls on this family.
0: That's very ballsy. They arrived. That's a lot of balls.
1: They got settled in. On the first day, they were super excited to begin their adventure and kind of, you know, try to cleanse the island. Um, Well, they discovered that hundreds of thousands of charred bones each night would wash up on the shore.
0: Oh, no.
1: And then they also reported that their daughter's face was nearly ripped off by an angry entity in the house.
0: An entity? Yes. An entity? Not yes. even like, oh, there were rabid wolves somehow on this island off the coast of Venice. No, it's an, an entity. entity. I don't like that word.
1: Yes, an entity. And also, numerous reports from them said that they reported a very heavy menacing presence that would follow them around the island and it would say these words, leave immediately and do not return over and over again.
0: Hey, so, hey, Steven. Hey, Steven. Yeah. Guess what I would do? I would listen to the voice fuck and out. get the fuck out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the, uh, the kind of the, the happy-ish end cap of... Uh... There's happy... I mean, when I say happy, I mean the really crazy, crazy part of this. Okay. Um, In 2014, Uh, yeah, in 2014, businessman Luigi Brugnaro, I hope I'm saying his last name right, he bought a 99 year lease for the island of Paveglia. A 99 year lease. That's
0: a weirdly ominous number. We couldn't have rounded that off at 100.
1: No. He spent 700000 to purchase the lease for this island.
0: That's like nothing, though, for 99 years.
1: And he is going to spend $27 million to restore it.
0: Whoa! Restore it to what? Like the... The mass graves or restoring the bell tower, the very creepy lobotomizing room.
1: Get this. He has never said and will not say the purpose for the restoration. And that is what I'm going to leave it at.
0: What the fuck? Stephen? what the fuck?
1: (laughs) And that is the island of Paveglia, Gilded Ghouls.
0: Thanks, I hate it. That was so good for Halloween. So freaky. Oh. Oh, I didn't like that one bit. No, sir. That was very good, though.
1: You're welcome.
0: Uh. Well. Oh. Do I need to bring my dog in here with her squeaker toy? I'll just, you know, (laughs) I'll just pad all of the posts surrounding this episode with, like, pictures of my dog and just be like, Oh, don't think about the poor lobotomized people with half of their craniums off. Nope, nope, nope. Just look at my happy dog and her hot dog.
1: (laughs) Ah, so...
0: That was very spooky. That was very good for Halloween-themed. You're welcome. I I thought I was doing good with Disneyland, but you went with, like, hardcore balls-to-the-wall spooky. Yes. Damn. Damn, Daniel. We got the best of both worlds on this one. (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and please remember... Don't put peeps out for your candy, otherwise the rancho cucamonga lady's gonna get sad. <laughs> She's gonna come after you. No circus peanuts, everybody.
1: No, no. And thank thank you very much, Gilded Ghouls, for listening in. And remember, on a quiet night, listen for the bells. No Yas <laughs> Yas. Yes.